0: Uh, today in the book of malachi and i want to talk about the rewards of serving this morning part 2 amen the rewards amen of serving and i believe that if you get involved in anything you have to find out what what what's the benefit amen god wants to use you for his glory how me believe that How many believe that your life is not an accident? Hello, somebody. Now, there may have been some things surrounding your life that may have you feeling like that. But I want to tell you something. God has a master plan for your life. And I believe that it includes you serving him. Amen? So if you open your Bibles to the book of Malachi... I'm going back to Malachi chapter 3. I'm going to finish off chapter 3. We're going to look at the last two verses, 17 and 18. Last week we did verse 16, remember? And um, this week we're going to look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 17. And they said, and they will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I prepared my own possession. And I will spare them, watch this, Watch this, parents, you know all about this. As a man spares his what? His own son who does what? Who serves him. Hmm. So you will again distinguish between what? The righteous and the wicked. Between the one who what? Serves God, thought I was playing. (laughs) And the one who what? Does not serve him. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to talk about this morning the rewards of serving God. As we continue or conclude our series on serving, I believe God is a master planner. And the reason I say that is because every year after the summer, what we do, we have a day in our church where it's called Ministry Preview Day. And during Ministry Preview Day, all the ministry leaders put out a table, amen, displaying the different types of ministries in our church. It's amazing because we started this many years ago as a way of getting families, amen, amen, And getting the people of God involved in serving God. It's amazing because uh, in the world, you go to a job fair. Amen. And you walk around different tables and you see what you want to become. It's amazing because it provides you with an opportunity to see what you can accomplish in life at a job fair. You know, how are you going to take care of your family? But when it comes down to serving God, saints, I believe that we do have a choice. I believe that you're made for not just to benefit yourself. I believe that God has created you for specific, specific purpose. I look at all the great men and women of God that had came and passed, from Charles Spurgeon, hallelujah, to his holy name, to Martin Luther King, amen, to Luther, and all these different men of God and women of God who have served God, amen, and I watched and I say to myself, what if they did not answer the call? The question this morning I have for you is, do you want to answer the call to serve God? It's amazing because a lot of people ask this question, what can I benefit from it? And I believe that God's word is very plain. God's word is very clear and i thank god saints that i stumbled i this is i did not mean to be here this long but it's it's like it's like a diamond in the rough it's like when you open up and you find you you know you you, you keep rubbing and you keep looking and you keep searching and i thank god that i got a better understanding because sometimes serving god can be frustrating do i have anybody Sometimes serving God comes with a whole lot of drama. Do I have anybody? Amen. I, I'm just saying, sometimes you set out to do the right thing, and it just seems like everything but the kitchen sink on a Sunday morning. Come on, somebody. It won't happen on Monday. It won't happen. Listen, you can find that shoe on Monday morning. You Listen, you look good in that dress, but for some reason on Sunday morning, just don't look right. Do I have anybody? It's amazing how stuff. Now, if you think that's coincidence, amen, then I got a bridge to sell you. Because here's the thing. There's nothing coincidental about that. Because if it looks strange, it's got to be demonic. Amen. And the devil is real. How many know the devil is real, y'all? And how many know that his job is to seek, seek to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. How many know that he wants you to sit out on the sidelines of life and say, this is it for me. I'm just going to gratify me. I'm just going to gratify my flesh. And when we look at the book of Malachi, that is exactly what happened. And as a matter of fact, it started with the preachers. The, The priest had stopped. Serving God. The the priest pretty much said, listen, y'all, y'all do what y'all want to do. Come when you want to come. It don't make no difference. Amen. And what happened to the people is they had become so drunk, amen, with the world that they had lost sight of the spiritual. This is why the Bible says that you and I must be on the alert. Amen. That word, that word alert means that you should not allow anything to cause you to fall asleep in your spiritual life. He says your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a, like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And I want to say this to you. The enemy knows who is the weakest link in your house. Amen. He can use your child. He can use your dog. Amen. He can use your snake. He can whatever you got. He can use whatever. He's good at it. How do believe that? He's good at it, man. And listen, and it's amazing how he will distort things to get you to think things that are not real. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing how we run on emotion and imagination, but when it comes down to facts, we won't ride on that. I thought about it this morning. I thought about it. I thought about it in my prayer closet this morning. All week long, I got up every morning and I prayed, right? But usually in the morning, I go to my prayer closet. And I have a routine, I have a system that I do. I I pray for people, I I praise God, I give thanks to God. But it's amazing that while I was on vacation, I wasn't doing all that other stuff, but yet it did not even feel like I was doing anything. You understand what I'm saying? And I started to think about this more. I said, can you imagine how many other people are like that? Who they have no real system in their prayer life. They have no real structure in their prayer life. So in other words, so like it was kind of like I felt like I was just saying, hey, God, thank you. And I'm going about my business. It's amazing how Satan does things right. He causes us not to be as devoted to prayer, not to be as devoted, watch this, to God, because he understands, saints, that the moment that you become devoted to God, you're going to the next level. Service means that you are rendering selflessness to God. Are you with me? You're not, you, listen, it's not about benefiting you, but I want to say this to you. I said it to you last week. I told you last week, that the rewards are you will rever- you will have you will not lose your reverence for God. Did I tell you that. I told you that you will not lose your fellowship with other believers. Because the moment that you stop wanting to hang around other believers, it means that you hang around some other folk. Hello, somebody. And and my my question to you is: Who are you sharpening with? The Bible says, "Iron sharpens iron." So one man sharpens another. So if I'm hanging out, amen, with my boys, amen, hello somebody, and, and we don't go to church, and, but I go to church, do you think I'm gonna get better? Can I ask you a question? Who's making you better? <laughs> I'm just asking a question. Who, who, who is helping you to become stronger? Amen. And if all my friends and all my acquaintances are in the world, how in the world would I ever achieve or get to the place where God wants me to be? Do I have witness? I told you the next thing is you will rejoice knowing the Lord has a record. That, that, that blessed me last week. I didn't get a chance to deal with that a lot. but But here's the thing. I thank God that he has a record. The Bible says, if you look at it, let's look at it. Verse 16, last week we read it, it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him, for those who what? Fear the Lord, and who what? Esteemed his name. So in other words, God has a record, saints. Don't ever think that your serving is in vain. Don't ever think that everything you do, amen, it's not going to matter anyways. Because I've seen people who come and I've seen people who serve God and say, oh, we don't matter, it don't matter. But let me tell you, anything you do for Christ, hello somebody, will last. I'm saying one more time, everything you do for Christ will last. The one thing that you and I can be comforted with Is that I may not get the recognition. Hello, somebody. I may not get the praises from men. But I thank God that when I get to heaven one day, y'all plan on going to heaven, right? How many plan on going? How many want to go to heaven? How many plan to go to heaven? Because hell is a hot place. Amen. Hell is an everlasting place. As a matter of fact, did you know you can see in hell? Do you know you can hear in hell? Do you know you can remember in hell? And here's the thing. The one thing that I'm trying to get us to understand is this, that Satan wants us to stay off course and he does not want us to truly bring glory to God. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell you something. Every time you make a decision that you're going to serve God and you're going to give praises to his holy name. Every time you say, God, I want to stop being selfish, but amen. And I'm going to start serving you. God, what do you want me to do? Amen. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever been to that place where you were at total surrender? Am I talking to believers? Or am I talking to myself? Have I, have you ever been there where you say, God, I'm going to, Totally surrender my everything to you because guess what? Because I don't understand what's going on. And it's amazing because the moment that you decide to serve God it seems like everything start going wrong. And the enemy wants you and I to believe that there are no rewards in serving God. But the text says in verse 17 look at verse 17 I love verse 17. Not only did verse 16 says that God will remember you, touch your neighbor and say neighbor, He's going to remember me. Oh man, you 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 want me to want me to help you with that phrase? Hey, Amen. For those of you who don't think you're good enough, those of you who think you done messed up so much that God can't use you, let me help you with something. There was a thief on the cross. Hello, something. hello somebody there was a murderer on the uh, listen there was two criminals let me just we don't want to you know we want to pinpoint their stuff you know but there was two criminals on the cross and in the middle of them was Jesus and one of them was smart enough to say when you go into paradise remember me now it's amazing how he knew (laughs) That God had a what? Had a record. Listen, it's not too late for you. And the enemy wants you to think that you're too far gone where you can't come back. But I thank God that that thief knew something. See, sometimes we know stuff. (laughs) Amen. It just kind of pops up in our minds, you know. But the one thing you got to remember is this, that God knows all about you. He says, "God, when you go into paradise, remember me." And at that moment, Jesus said to that man, "Today, hello, somebody, you will be with me in paradise." Isn't that a you know what you know what I call that? I call that mercy. I call that grace that this man lived his whole life. As a criminal, but yet, watch this, he gets to get in at the ninth hour. Can I help you with something? It's not too late for you. Listen, listen, you can turn it around. Tell your neighbor you can turn it around. Listen, you, you can get right. You can get back right. Tell your neighbor you can get back right. Amen. It's never too late to come back to God. And oftentimes, the person convicting us is ourselves. The person condemning ourselves is us. God says, for those who decide to serve me, those who decide to live for me, verse 17, he says, they will be what? Mine. They will be what? They will be mine," says the Lord of Hosts, "on the day that I prepare my what? My own possession. So, so what's what's the reward, Pastor? What's the reward? What's the point? God is making a statement here, and this, it's a beautiful statement. It's a, it's it, these words are words of excitement. That God says, listen, I want to do so much for you right now. You don't understand what I want to bless you with. You don't understand, but listen, you're caught between earth and heaven. But here's the thing. If I give you everything, you may not appreciate it. So what I got to do is I got to give it to you in small doses. Because if I gave it all to you now, guess what? You won't be mine anymore. You would think that you did it. So, so the beauty of it is this. You know, you know, rewards are something that should benefit you, but, but watch this. Watch what God says. He says on the day. What day is he talking about? He's talking about future tense, y'all. He's talking about the day that when Jesus cracks the sky. Hello somebody. How many know he's coming back? Do you really believe that Jesus, how many believe that Jesus is going? I know you done made some plans. I I get it. Uh huh. But, but I want to tell you something. Everything here is temporal. But, but he says that, he says they will be mine. I will be able to distinguish who is mine. Says the Lord of hosts on the day that I prepared what my own possession. So the first thing is this, not only first thing is this, that God will delight in you. God will what? Delight. Listen, serving God. Listen, I want to please my wife. I want to please my children. Listen, I want to please you as your pastor, but I want to tell you something. In the end, I really want to please God. I want God to delight in me. I want God that when he hears, when he sees me, when he hears me, amen, he, watches this, it brings him joy to attach his name. Oh, come on, help me somebody, to me. And there's something about, amen, that God takes pride in knowing that you belong to him, but the proof of that is in your service. See a lot of people say they belong to God. Hello somebody. But they'll never serve God. Uh-oh. Come on, don't don't let don't let me lose you now. Listen, they say they love God, but they will never get up and do anything for God. Let me ask you a question. Who do you want praises from? Do you want praises here on earth or do you want on that day that God will one day say, "Well done." My good and faithful servant. You've done so good. And watch this. You belong to me. The proof that you belong to God. You ready for this? You ready for this? I'm making a bold statement here. Is that you serve him. You don't just show up. You don't just. Hallelujah to his holy name. God says. Not only will I deliver you then. But I will give you physical deliverance. I will give you bodily deliverance. I will give you a resurrection one day. The righteous is his treasured possession. This is why you got to be careful how you treat God's people. I'm going to say one more time. Be careful what you say to other believers because you are treasured by God he says they will be mine and watch this watch the next text next part of this verse he says and i will i will what i will spare them as a man what spares his son who what now notice the difference there are some sons you just leave out there Have you given God a reason to give to bring about deliverance? Have you given God a reason? Hallelujah. To rescue you from making bad decisions? Look what he says. He says, I will, I will, listen, on that day, which suggests it's not going to be a good day. I will what? I will spare them. As a what? As a man spares his own son who what? Who what? Who does what? You know what that word, you know what that word, that word serve there, it literally means to become a slave. It means to be in bondage. It means to work, abad in the Hebrew. And so not only will God delight in you, Somebody here, you need deliverance. I'm going to say it one more time. Huh? Now, now watch this. This is, this is present deliverance, but future deliverance. All right? Present tense deliverance, but future tense deliverance. So I'm just saying that on that day, God says you will be able to know who's who. We were talking to my office earlier. Now, 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 this is something I'm getting ready to teach. How many of you know that Jesus is coming back? And you've seen left behind, right? How many of you seen left behind? I know a bunch of you've seen left behind. Here's the thing. Here's what's gonna happen. The Bible says that God one day will crack the sky. That is what we are waiting for right now. That the dead in Christ will rise. They that are, have remained will be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. Now watch this. God says that that's the next major event to happen. Can I ask you a question? Are you living like perhaps today he may come back? Perhaps today it may happen. But listen, the question is... Will you be caught up? Hello, somebody. Will you meet the Lord in the air? And will you be there with him? You say, well, Pastor, what's the problem here? Problem here, God wants to deliver you. And I'm not saying that you serving him is going to take you to heaven. That ain't even what I'm saying to you. What I am saying to you is that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, And you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Then the next thing to happen in your life is baptism, which is identification. But here's the next thing that will happen. You will love to serve him. Listen. There's no like, oh, I, I may, I think about it, or I may show up tomorrow, or you know what I mean, and I got all this stuff going on. Here's what I'm saying. Listen, you, we need deliverance. And, and the question is, you are a son, but a faithful son is one who serves. You are sons and daughters of God, but the question is, are you serving him? He says, I will spare them on that day. And when Jesus comes back, now I was telling the guys in the office that here's what's going to happen. If you are left behind, then there will be seven years of tribulation on earth. You don't want to be here for that. I'm going to say one more time. You do not want to be here. God wants to spare you for some things right now. Let me, let me just bring some application for you because I'm going theological right now. Watch this. God wants to spare you and give you a chance that your life is not just about here, that where you're going is where it's going to be, mat- where it matters. But watch this. The question is, have you been faithful? Secondly, Are you going to be left behind? Because during this seven years of tribulation, saints, the Bible says that the Antichrist, he will rise to power. And when the Antichrist rises to power, watch this, the Bible says he will deceive many. Many will fall to his teachings, and then they will have to take the mark. You cannot buy or sell or trade without the mark. Y'all, you all in the Bible with me? Now, watch this. The reason I bring this up is because what, Jesus, what God was telling the people there is that those who have been faithful to me will be spared from that. Now, now listen. Now listen. I know. I know that we want a, a self-help message to become better. But you can help yourself today by deciding that, Pastor, I want to serve, come on somebody, the Lord. I don't want to serve him out of fear. I want to serve him out of love. I don't want to serve him because I'm going to go to heaven. I want to serve him because when I think about where the Lord has brought me from. The the greatest thing I can do with my life is surrender it to him and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. God, I don't want to be here for seven years of tribulation. I want to tell you something. If you think it's tough now, (laughs) Tupac said it was hell on earth. He's wrong now. Ask him now where he at. Amen. But watch this. Watch. This, because where he is, you don't want to go there. But here's the thing I'm trying to say to you. You don't want to take a chance with your life that you missed heaven. Hallelujah to his holy name. Because you were so occupied on earth. See, we're living for something bigger. We're living for something better. But I love God's word. God's word says in 17, he says, I will spare them as my own son. Look at verse 18. And and I'm going to show you what you're going to need for these last days. But I want to tell you, it's a reward to have this. Last verse. Verse 18. So you will again. What? What? distinguished. Now my question is, whenever you see the word again, it suggests something, right? It means it's something you used to have, but you lost it. And what, 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 what was going on at this particular time, the children of Israel used to be so in tune with God They used to be so happy, and they used to praise and magnify his name, and they used to uh, bring sacrifices, and they did everything they were supposed to do. But watch this. They were doing everything they were supposed to do. But here's the thing. At some point, saints, they lost it. And that's the day that we're living in right now. Listen, listen. If the preacher is not making you jump and shout, come on, somebody, and help me. If 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 we're not being entertained and if we're not being hello somebody, if we're not being uh uh wool pull over your eyes and you know, all that kind of stuff and prosperity and healing and all this other stuff, which I believe God does all of that in a bag of chips. But here's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. It's not just about that. But the one thing that I found out today that we're lacking is this. Give me the next point. Not only will God deliver you, but God will give you discernment. So you got to know that Satan is a master deceiver. And look what the text says in verse 18. Put the text on the screen for me. He says, so you will again distinguish between what? The righteous and the wicked. Between What? First of all, he says, I'm going to spare the one who serves his father, you know, like the one who serves his father. But, but watch this, but you and I, this is a reward. In other words, you're going to be able to know who's who. In other words, you're going to have so much good discernment that you're going to not be fooled and be left behind. That you're not going to, watch this, that you're not going to forfeit. And those of you who are saved today, watch this, and you know you're saved and you know you're going to heaven, but you're not serving, there's no reward for you in heaven. So you will be able to discern, come on somebody, and you will be able to know who's who and who to hang with. Because he says, watch this, he says, you'll be able, verse 18, to distinguish again between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not. Can you imagine? Everybody was coming to church, right? This is what's happening here, right? And we had one side serving, we had the other side serving, they all rejoicing together, right? And they couldn't tell the difference. Watch this. And they weren't preaching no message about, come on and serve God. The messages that they were preaching then, it's no different than today. Guess what? You can be comfortable, live just any kind of way, and God going to bless you anyhow. God's got a blessing for you. You just don't know. Your name is on it. Put your hand on it. Slap your knee about it. Guess what? Everything going to come to you. But I thank God this morning as I go to my seat that, that God will give us spiritual discernment. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. you got to stop calling right wrong. Amen. And you got to stop thinking that you're doing right, but all you do is think negative all day. you got to stop believing that you're so righteous and you haven't done anything for the Lord. And listen, and once you get out of that, amen, that deception, God's going to give you discernment. And let me tell you about discernment. Discernment is, in definition, the ability to distinguish right from wrong, good from bad, evil from wicked. Amen. And God wants to deliver you. God wants to give you discernment so that you will know the difference on that day. Do I have anybody this morning that that you've been wondering, Pastor, I don't really know the difference. Every church is the same church. Every, wherever the gospel is preached, amen, I believe that God is there. But I thank God this morning that he has, amen, given us a spirit of discernment so that you can know whether or not the devil is trying to pull you away from the Lord. Do you know how tricky the devil is? He'll cause you to start feeling real good about certain things that ain't right. And then he'll start deceiving you and start very slowly pulling you off the path that God has for you. I want to tell somebody here this morning that you got to get back or start serving God. Because, listen, I want to tell you, I like when you come to church because you look so good every Sunday. But I want to tell you something. It's about time for you and I to start reevaluating what we're really doing in the church house. I believe the reason the statistics today is that a lot of people are not coming to church because they have nothing to do in church because they have not given the opportunity to serve God. Somebody got to get in your face maybe and say, come on, brother, it's time for you to serve the Lord because I want to tell somebody here this morning that serving the Lord is going to pay off in the end. Thank God today that I was not deceived by a demonic spirit. Because I want to tell you something. The devil is very cunning. The Bible says he disguises himself as the father of light. And he will cause you and I to start believing the wrong kind of doctrine. Today, we're accepting everything. We're calling right, wrong, right, and right, wrong. We're not truly looking at the facts before us because we want to be what's called an inclusive society. But I thank God this morning that I know the difference now. Between right and wrong. I know the difference between the wicked and watch it, and the righteous. Thank God this morning that the text says that you will be able to know the one who serves God. And the one who does not serve God. Now watch this. It's not just by what they do. But it's by their character. See, what I'm interested in, brothers and sisters, I want to change. How I many you want to change this morning? And let me tell you how you change. When you say, God, I'm available. And here's the thing. God doesn't want you to qualify yourself. He qualifies you. You don't need no training To stand at a door, hello, somebody. And you know one thing. One thing I desire is to see the men of our church step up and be men—men who serve, men who can lay down their egos. I look at it as a reward to be delivered. Let me, watch this, watch this. There's so many people being swept away today. How many churches are out here? Thousands. How do you know which church is the right church? You say, well, the word is preached. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful in that. People are so nice. People are so, they're so godly. But how do you know? If you serve God, he will give you discernment. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm yeah, listen, you do what you do. But my soul is too important to play with it. When he raptures us up, I just want to include that in my message today. Because the rapture is coming next. Did you know that? Perhaps...